You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. So I have to start the show, Shannon, with just a little bit of a dig at you. I was going to say, as soon as you said the word dig, I knew it was coming my direction. How did I know that? You, we've been doing this for a long time on this show. <laughs> I know you well. And the dig. This is like the, the kid brother picking on the big sister just just for grins. Okay. Well, that, yeah, that's. But the dig is going to be more environmental because, you know, you're uh-huh. up north now in Lansing, Michigan. Uh-huh. And I'm in Texas where. It's in the mid 70s, 80s, beautiful afternoon. I can sit outside by my pool. Pour some salt in the wood. That's what I'm doing. This is my dig. So Mm -hmm. welcome to Sexy Marriage Radio, where we do dig each other. (laughs) And that kind of a, wow, that's an interesting pun right there. That was Um, good, Corey Allen. (laughs) And we really want our spouses to dig each other. Yeah. A whole lot more that listen to the show. (laughs) So welcome. Uh, Thank you for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. And we love hearing from you guys with uh, the feedback that we get at feedback.sexymarriageradio.com. The form that we have that's available where you can give us even more detail about what might be going on in your marriage or how we could help you in a more specific way. And then there's also stuff on sexymarriageradio.com that talks about the getaway that's coming up June 22nd through the 25th Yeah, here in the DFW area. And I think it's important to note... Spaces are just about gone. I was going to say, I think that I am more excited about this third getaway than either of the first two, simply because never in the registration process have we had such um, uh, such buy-in, I guess, for lack right. of a better word. Like, like we, we've never been, we, our registration numbers have never been this high, this far out. We're right. still two months away yep. and we're almost to full capacity. So there's still time to join us. It, and yeah, and have a great four days here in the DFW area of truly getting away, plus getting a ton of information that is going to help your mar- marriage for the long haul, and a ton of connection yep. for sure. And uh, I've learned a new acronym, Corey. And maybe I'm really late in the game. Maybe I'm way behind the eight ball on this one. But F O M O, yeah, fear of missing out. Yep. Like if, if you're hearing this and thinking, why haven't we signed up for that? Why haven't we even looked at our calendars to see if we could do this? Right. You do not want to miss out on right. this experience because it is stinking fun. Yeah, you still can. Not just for me and Corey. <laughs> Registrations are still going on. So if you're if you would like to join us, please do. It's a personal invitation. Mm-hmm. So that's, and as we've been unpacking some of our ideas for what we're going to do differently this time to shake things up to keep it fresh and new, I'm getting excited. It's going to be so fun. That will be a lot of fun. And the other thing that's a lot of fun about Sexy Marriage Radio is the times when we have listeners that have filled out a form saying, here's what's going on in my relationship, and I would love your take on it on more specific. Mm-hmm. And I would even love to, ha- to join you guys on the air. We've done this mm-hmm. a couple of times. They've, With some ladies. They've been fantastic. And now we got a dude. I love it. <laughs> One of my kind is, 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 is joining us. There's going to be a lot of testosterone <laughs> on this show. I'm already feeling like an arsonist at a firefighter convention, way outnumbered. <laughs> wow. That's an interesting analogy with that word play. 
But so we have uh, joining us on the show is Dave. And Dave filled out the information that says, I mean, if you were to boil it down, he's talking about, well, there's a couple of different things that were brought up. And I think to kind of succinctly talk about it is one, he's the high desire partner. Mm-hmm. And so he's questioning, how can I not be the only initiator of it? Mm-hmm. But then the secondary question was, when my wife initiates, but I'm not feeling it, what do I do? Right, which was a a really brilliant question. I yes. think that it gave us both pause yeah. of wow, he's really thought this through. Yep. And yeah. then the other was just the idea of he's the high desire for uh, affection, initiation, kissing in public, and that kind of stuff, and she pushes him away, and mm-hmm. so she's got some aversion or something. I don't, I don't want to put a label on it, but she's not the high desire in that regard. So, Dave, welcome to the show, man. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> We're great, and we are so pleased that you are joining us today. Uh, Dave and his wife have been married for about five years and have a, a beautiful child together, and they are in their late 20s. And so um, it's amazing how quickly issues can come up in marriage. It, you know, a lot of couples that email us or whatever, they've been married 35, 40 years, and they're still trying to figure things out. I guess you have figured out that... It's not as easy of a of an endeavor <laughs> this thing called marriage as maybe you thought on your wedding yeah. day, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, what do we need to? Where do we need to go with this, Dave? Based on the stuff that you've sent in to us, where where do you want to land as we start off the show? I guess, uh, like what, what what can I help encourage? I guess or. I wouldn't want to like try to I guess, figure my wife out for like what to, what to do. She's, she's fairly like, I would say shy when it comes to like expressing a lot of this stuff. And okay. she comes, she's, I've asked her before. I was like, well, why don't you do this? She's like, well, it's your role. I think like, well, we could switch Ooh. roles for a night, but I don't know. Okay. Do you, let me ask you the question that we've talked about on previous shows. Um, do you ever feel as if the lack of reciprocity is discouraging to you? Is reciprocity something that you are really craving? Uh, honestly, I don't really know what that uh, specific word really honestly means, but uh, I guess. Would you for like for me, her to, pers- oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I guess it's just for me, it's like, it's, it feels like I feel like the affection. If I, if I don't, if I don't do anything affection towards it, like uh, I guess, from what I responded, I, uh, it was one other night. It was, it was like, I kind of know she was kind of like, I guess use the word jazz and all that towards like kind of working up towards things. It seems like maybe she was wearing certain things to kind of like get towards, uh, get over towards the mood and all that. But I was just kind of out of it, kind of tired, but I was thinking, well, if she kind of like maybe comes over and cuddles or gives some kisses and all that, well, I'll probably get all perky and all that. But I guess, I don't know if that answered the question, but I guess I'm wanting more of that connection and all that, so. Okay, let me unpack reciprocity for other listeners who may not really understand the meaning of that word. It basically means that you take turns, kind of like in a game of tag, tag you're it. I, I want you to pursue me so that I don't feel as if I'm the one having to do the pursuing all the time. I'm not the only one taking the risk. Sometimes I get to be the one that gets wooed and pursued and I feel 
the as if I'm the desired one rather than the one who has to go pursuing and uh, and trying to convince someone else to meet my needs. That someone is coming at me with the intention of meeting my needs without me even having to try. Is that something that appeals to you? Is that what you're really wanting? Yeah, I would, I would say it's probably like nail on the head and all that. That's probably where I'd want to head towards and all that. Okay. So you're hoping to inspire rather than require uh, for her to pursue you more often. Right. Okay. Um, you say that she's shy. Tell me a little bit about her um, upbringing. Was she relate? Was she raised in a religious home? Was she one of many children? Was was sex or relationships a taboo in her family of origin that you know of? Uh, she she grew up in I guess a, a smaller type family and all that three, and uh, but I know everything was fairly conservative, and I'm pretty sure from what we've talked about before, sex was kind of like a hush thing and. For the most part, it was nasty and disgusting and all that. And because I guess for for certain things we might do and all that, she's just like, well, that's gross. Why do we even do it and all that? But I'm just like, well, we enjoy it. So why does it really matter type thing? But I don't know. And so she has some negative stereotypes in her head about what sex represents, what it means. I think so, yeah. Okay. Corey? So my question, Dave, is when you your response to her of we enjoy it, is that true or is it you enjoy it? She doesn't. <laughs> I would say we enjoy it. I, okay. I, I, ever since, ever since ta- uh, I listened to Sexy Marriage Radio, honestly, for the past, it feels like two months, uh, I've really tried to open up the conversation and try to listen to more shows and try to figure out, like, like, are you really enjoying this? Are we enjoying it together? Because I, I know for, us, for the first probably year or two, I was definitely a very selfish person. And it was one of those, like, all right, we have to do this in order to feel like success and everything. Okay. But as it kind of got more along, we, I think we just finally really got to discover each other more and really started to get to enjoy it. And I finally, I guess, more understood how to, I guess, enjoy her, like how to really, I guess, pleasure her to the point where she wants to like go after me, mm-hmm. but still my learning process, but I kind of, I almost want that in return where it's uh, like, she wants to just like come pleasure me. So then I guess I already had the desire for her, but I guess for the certain times I'm like, well, whatever type thing, she kind of comes after me and I just like, okay, let's go. But Okay. So you make the comment of one of the things you would love. And, and if you look at the two different sides of what you're, what you're asking, one of the things you would love is to be pursued. Correct. Yeah, that'd be one thing. Yes. Okay. So my question and, I don't, this might be rhetorical. If you've, if you've got something that's right off the top of your head, I'd love to hear it. Um, honestly speaking, as we sit today, Dave, are you pursuable? Are you worth pursuing? I mean, do you present something worth pursuing? Corey wants to know if you're solid. (laughs) (laughs) I would, I would think so. There was, there was a time, a while back and all that, I probably was definitely a lot more flaky and all that. Okay. But I think coming more now, I would, I would feel like I'm, I'm gaining, gaining strength in myself and everything. Good. And that's because uh, that's where this whole thing starts to me in the idea of trying to inspire a, a wife is I've got to present something of value. I've got to present something solid worth pursuing. 
that is enticing mm-hmm. that 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 is part of the yeah. game because confidence is is one of the key components of it and even if you admit dave that okay so i had a time in my past where i was maybe i had a little flakiness the fact that you can admit it is another level of solidness because mm-hmm. this isn't about machismo in the dating scene putting on the facade having it all smooth and accurate this is about recognizing both sides of myself and knowing, you know, I know I'm not all that, but what I am is really, really good. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you can start to look at it through that lens, now all of a sudden we can change the dynamic of, I wish he would pursue me to, okay, am I focusing on what I really control? Because it's easy for us as husbands to sit there and say, I've been in your shoes, man, to say, I wish my wife would pursue me. How could I figure out ways to manufacture that? And you know full well, women are not controlled. Right. <laughs> so we can't, we can't make something happen just by manipulating and manufacturing it. We can maybe increase likelihoods of things, but we can't, we can't dictate it. Because you can't, you can't control a woman. You can't control a man that way either. May, well, maybe you could, but that's a different show. Um, <laughs> but, but it is one of those, how do, you, how do you focus on what you're in control of rather than what you cannot control? Right. The question that I want to come back to, Dave, is um, one of the most recent forms that you filled out. And I, I love your dogged determination. Like, woohoo! <laughs> um, <laughs> But the most recent one where we had asked the question, describe the issue in 10 words or less, you said, when my wife seems interested in sex, but I'm not feeling it, uh, should I initiate it or should she initiate it? So so you're saying she does sometimes show some interest. How does she usually do that? Um, I realize that you haven't heard this episode yet, but we just recently recorded one about soft initiation versus hard initiation. How do you know when she's remotely interested in sex? What are, what are her cues that she gives? Well, I know it's, she's more, I would say she's much closer and more like open into inviting, I would say. Okay. She has like a, a kind more of an air bubble, with, especially for what she kind of has like an air bubble with kissing. And sometimes when I approach her more and she actually kind of like lets me get closer, I kind of like kind of notice that a little more. And I don't know if it's just because it's starting to get spring out right now, but she's starting to, it seems like she's starting to wear a little more revealing clothes, but like for her, it's not really revealing, but it's one of those, like she's wearing like maybe sleeveless shirts or other stuff like that. That's kind of like, well, are you wearing that for me or just for like a being cooler type thing? But I think just kind of seeing other signs <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have to be either but, or <laughs> yeah but i, I kind of like even just getting ready for bed it seems like sometimes she might be like just like i don't know it just sometimes it feels like a look to her is a little bit different or i don't know i can't really explain it always sometimes i just like see your body vibe. language mm-hmm. yeah okay but then i'm just like oh like we have to like uh, put uh, put the kid to sleep and all that and just try to figure that out or sometimes it's a lengthy process and then it's like oh I'm all tired now and what do we do but she seems so kind of like interested I think and then something might be said and then I might say something back and it just kind of doesn't do I don't say the right thing usually so what do you mean by that yeah that's my question <laughs> I saw Corey's brow furrow with that comment 
I guess I guess the big comment we always like joke around with each other is like, "Are you tired?" And then I'll be like, "No, are you tired?" And then it's one of those things. Well, like, who's gonna be the first one to say they're tired? Type thing or. Like, how is that going to, like, Or who's going to be the first one to say, hey, neither one of us is tired. Do you want to get tired together? (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's just, uh, that's that's one of our little things we do together to figure out, like, like, are you kind of interested type thing without, I guess, initially, like, physically doing something always. Mm -hmm. So you put uh, out feelers and you pick up on vibes. But I'm just wondering, are you equally as shy as she is? I wouldn't, I guess out in public, some people have considered that I've been shy out in public, but for the most part, I feel like with her. I'm not necessarily in public. Yeah. With her? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think so. As in, you're talking about just like physically shy around her? It, as far as initiating connection or romance or sex, are you shy or hesitant? I'd probably be hesitant sometimes. And what's your hesitation? I uh, just, I like guess it might be just kind of let down of maybe it's not always, I guess the like physical, like action of sex and all that. It might be the whole thing of like trying to go up to go kiss her or give her a hug and she might like shrug me off or something like that. So I was like, ah, should I try it? Should I try, try to go and get her or she's just going to push me off. So why should I just even go if she's going to push me off type thing? So you, the risk of rejection can feel overwhelming to you sometimes. Yeah. You haven't been able to let go of the outcome, as Corey would say. Yeah, that's probably it, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. So, Corey, so you would you chime in? So would you say, in the context of what we're talking about right now, Dave, that you are shy? In that context, yeah, they are shy. Yeah, I would agree. Because I yeah. think it's it's starting to see it. If you can if you can see this through the lens of, you guys are, are really similar in a lot of ways. And it is easier if, if I have some timidity about something, it's a whole lot easier if another person will get the ball rolling because it takes away the risk mm-hmm. for me and it makes it more comfortable. But you have to come to grips and face the fact that th- can you have sex in marriage without risk? Right. You know, can you have sex in life <laughs> without risk? Can you have connection with people without risk? I mean, I think it's an impossibility. And so how could you start to view that as how am I timid in a situation where my timidity is actually hurting our situation rather than inviting and drawing out of my wife more of what I really want from her? Why don't you rephrase that question, Corey? Okay. So... Uh, if, if you've heard some of our shows, Dave, you've heard the whole concept of how I believe masculinity can draw out femininity. Right. Yes. Okay. And so, yeah, I've heard that one. All right. So a lot of times it's just that idea of if, when you can confidently approach your wife for a kiss, cause you made that comment of sometimes you want to go in for a kiss, but she'll push you away or shrug you off. So, what happens? Let me let me kind of dig a little deeper first. Of what happens when she does that to you? How do you respond or react? I either try to go at her even harder, or I just kind of just brush off to the side. Okay, which one is the, is your default mood? Which one do you do most often? I would, 
would, I would say probably when I'm at least I'm at the house, I'll probably kind of go more after her. Okay. But defaultly, I, I guess it might be actually kind of shrugged more off and all that. Okay. So one of the things would be how can you start to present and reframe in your own mind the difference between shrugging it off like a, like water off a duck's back or Teflon is kind of what I think of because it's it's not that I it's not that I'm impervious to the hurt, but it's I don't let the hurt dominate what I want in the sense of because because you you do that in some way if you go at her stronger. You kind of figured out, okay, that's just a defensive mechanism on her. It's not necessarily accurate. It's like part of a game almost, right? Because mm-hmm. even if you go after her stronger, how does that usually unfold then? Is, that, is there more success with that route? Uh, sometimes, but a lot of times she'll... I'd say sometimes it seems like she at least laughs more and she's like, she kind of still enjoys it a lot, mm-hmm. but she might still be kind of like, well, well, this, this, but she's still kind of like a smile over her face or something. So does she like to play hard to get? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> or she at least seems to play hard to get. Um, I want to ask the question about public display of affection, PDA. What does it represent to you and what does it represent to her? Because it sounds as if it represents two very different things for each of you in that you want to pursue it and she wants to reject it. What do you think that's indicative of? Uh, for me, I feel like it just it kind of expresses like kind of like for us to be each other, just loving each other and just enjoying each other. And it's not really to display to the world. Hey, this is what this is, but it's just, I don't want to always like kiss her each time we go out in public, but it's just one of those like if we're just driving in the car and I just look over at her and then like there might be a car right next to us. So it'd be one of those things of like, I'm not kissing just because there's a car next to us. I'm kissing because I want that just quick or not quick, I guess kind of quick connection of, Hey, how you doing? Kiss. There's a connection right there. So you're just trying to be consistent. The way you treat her out in public is the same way you treat her at home. You just like to express affection when you feel so inspired. Right. Okay, but does she act differently in public than when you try to approach her at home? Uh, yes. She, from, from when we've talked about certain things about that, it's always about she tries to, I think she thinks of other people too much. Like that person might be looking over and thinking, oh my goodness, why are they kissing out in public? Or something mm-hmm. along the lines of that. She's thinking, oh gosh, I wish they'd go get a room. So when you... yeah move in for that. She has that same feeling. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I also want to ask the question, tell me about your family of origin. Did you see your parents express affection toward one another? Was sexuality a taboo or was that an open topic of conversation? Did you feel the freedom to ask questions of your parents? Uh, I knew there wasn't really, there was no open conversation about sex and that was, probably a lot of the downfall stuff of trying to figure stuff on your own and letting, uh, letting public school kind of figure stuff out for you. And, but by, uh, my parents, I always remember them like giving like small peck on the cheek or giving like kiss on the lips. But like, uh, they were always kind of, uh, more, they weren't hostile to each other, but I definitely saw their, uh, good times and bad times together. They're very, 
expressive with that. So I saw both good and bad, but I never really saw a huge amount of affection. And if you probably mentioned the word sex, it would be like a cuss word. So okay, so you said or talked about. So you really didn't have very effective role models in teaching you the script of how to pursue confidently and successfully. Right. Did you see your dad get shot down a lot? Or did you just not see your dad pursue at all? I just don't think my, I didn't see my dad pursue a lot. And I guess a lot of the times it felt like he acted different from home and then acted different. Like if we're out at a church function, he might act a little more, maybe not affectionate, but a little more around each other and all that. And then as soon as we get home, it's just kind of like quietness, quiet. So, So you saw your dad be more demonstrative in public than in private. I would, I would say, yeah. So maybe even you have a better comfort level with expressing affection in public versus in private. Could be. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. 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 Corey, what do you think? Well, I'm, I'm just curious, Dave, that when you're looking at your whole dynamic and your whole interest, what's the difference between, because what I keep hearing you come back to is, an us mentality versus a me mentality that if you go in for a kiss and your wife pushes you away or you initiate sex and she says, no, is there any way you could reframe that into that actually is still success in your mind? I guess for me, it's just usually it's just like you win or lose type thing. Sure. Uh, And I I agree. It is still a win or lose, but we have to define what determines win or loss. Right. Is it the fact that I got a kiss? Does that, does that make it a win? Or is it a fact that I got sex? That's what makes it a win. Or could it possibly be a win is I'm displaying what's important to me. I'm showing what I believe in and love and the affection I've want and have and want to share I'm sharing that. I'm showing that. That's actually a win. What do you think? Uh, it's one of those, like, I guess one of those things in my head, I always, like, I guess we're, you're, I was repeating myself with just thinking of we, it's I feel like if that was just me, I'd be almost like selfish with myself. But I could see how that would help, in, help encourage the thing and make me feel more confident with myself change 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 the word instead of selfish solid confident yeah because because keep in mind selfishness incorporates things i care about right if i'm if i'm looking at self and i care about my family other people could see that as wow you're selfish well yes i am because i care about my family and i'm going to show that so if you care about right. your wife and you care about being sexual and connected and emotionally charged with her, then it could be seen as all you want is sex or all you want is kissing me in public. All you want. So there is a component of both and in this. There's yes, that is true, but I also want it because of what it creates for us. You know, that's when she comes at you with, why would you want to do that? And your response is, because we enjoy it. You can, you can, encha- mm-hmm. you can change that slightly to a little more confident stance 
especially if you have a, a, a little bit of a devilish grin when you re, re, uh, deliver this line of, why would you want to do that? You know, that's gross. It could be, well, because you enjoy it and I enjoy it. And why wouldn't we want to keep going back to it? You know, it's just that whole or, it, history has shown, yeah. honey, this is a good thing. Or give give a woman what she really wants. You know, men want visual stimulation and physical touch. Women want emotional connection and words of affirmation. They want the sweet nothings. So when, or I call them sweet somethings, because I don't think they're nothing. I think they're very substantial. So when she says, why would you want to do that? How about if you were to respond, because I find you simply irresistible. <laughs> what woman is going to push back against that? Oh, oh, you do? Oh, well, okay. Um, and what comes to my mind when you said that sometimes you do perceive that it's kind of a win or lose thing, does that mean that sometimes you feel like a loser? Uh, I wouldn't think, or I guess in some respects I might and all that. Certain nights I just feel like, uh, like sometimes a kid will wake up in the middle of the night, like, uh, sometimes they'll be in the process of stuff and all that. And then someone will wake up and then it's like, Oh my goodness, like kind of ruin the whole atmosphere. Wah, and, stuff. Wah. Yeah. And, and then it's like, <laughs> like if he doesn't go to sleep, it's like, Oh man, everything's lost. Yeah. Type thing. Yeah. Welcome well, to man, sex on you... life terms. I mean, that's, no. <laughs> it's not, but I, I think of like some of the best batters in baseball. Nobody has, Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna really show my ignorance, but nobody has there's a thousand batting a thousand. Nobody bats a thousand. Their batting averages include a lot of misses. Yeah, three out of you ten know. times. If you if you get a hit three out of ten times, that's a Hall of Fame career almost. There you go. And so seven out of ten times you're striking out, yep. or you're yeah, you're at least striking or. Uh, so Dave, while Shannon's fumbling the sports analogy, um, <laughs> let, oh, my son would be so proud. Let, let me ask you this: as we kind of wrap this up, man, um, <laughs> is there a way you can look at this in the difference of? Because what I'm hearing you say is you want reciprocity, you want the exchange-based. I do this, you do that kind of a thing. That's kind of what has been the crux of the problem. If I go in for a kiss, I want my wife to respond in kind, right? I want her mm -hmm. to initiate in kind. So it's almost a, an equal quid pro quo thing. Yeah. Can you reframe that? Or if you reframe that to, if I'm taking the lead in what I'm interested in, if I'm taking a lead in pursuing what I want, can I reframe my wife and her response to that as actually her being reciprocity with this, of, of her actually being engaged to where she's not taking the lead, she's just responding to your lead. Because if you think of dancing, somebody's got a lead. Sex mm -hmm. is the same way. Mm -hmm. Somebody's got a lead. And a lot of times, some of the really great, fantastic times happen when you hand the reins back and forth to each other and you take leads on different moments and, hey, let's do this. And no, now it's my turn. And, and, and it kind of just becomes a natural connection. But there's still somebody's got a lead. And it sounds like that's you. And you're frustrated that that, 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 that has to be you. Sometimes, yeah. Okay. Well, welcome to the world of high desire. Um, yeah. but how do you yeah. also see this as, okay, I need to reframe what success means to me if I'm the high desire. 
how do I be solid? Mm -hmm. How do I be something that's confident? How do I be something that starts to create a dynamic that uses that energy better rather than the times I get shot down is a whole total disaster or the times the kid interrupts is a total disaster. Instead, it's, hold on, how can we recover from this? And more importantly, how can I recover from this and at least keep it on the agenda? And if it if she's not interested then because the, the moment has been ruined, okay, you come back to it later because that's that whole idea, just go back to the, the, the baseball analogy. If I strike out in my life with Pam, I know I got another at bat later. Yeah. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I, my, my turn yeah. comes back up later. So I got another yeah. chance. Yeah. And I want to use a literary analogy so that I can redeem myself from the sports <laughs> analogy. <laughs> I think of Jack Canfield, who wrote the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. And he wrote a, an amazing book that I use in my Blast Mentorship Program called The Success Principles. And what he says is you have to step up to the plate. You have to put yourself out there. You have to at least ask the questions. Because even if you get a no, you're no worse off than if you had never asked at all. Yep. So don't look at it in the sense of I lost or I struck out or I failed. Look at it in the sense of I put myself out there and just because I didn't score or succeed this time doesn't mean I won't next time. And I also just want to encourage you, your question with if she seems interested, but I'm not necessarily feeling it, should she initiate or should I? I just want to encourage you, if she initiates it, just remember what it feels like to be that high desire partner who's told no. I think that you can act your way into a new way of feeling. I really do. So give yourself the opportunity to warm up to it if she gets there faster than you. And and go through some motions and see if you can't. If you go to first, second, and third base, maybe you'll be ready for a home run. Is that, is that a better sports analogy for this show? Wow. Well done. <laughs> kind of redeeming yourself. You can keep your sports card for a little bit longer, Shannon. <laughs> Dave, how'd this go? What's your takeaway? Uh, I think it went really well. Uh it seems like there's just still things for me to work on. It just need to be just really intentional with things. Ah, dude. Like well, that's the biggest yeah. thing. Just yeah. Don't be afraid to write your stuff, own scripts. You don't have to go by your family of origin scripts, and neither does she. Y'all write your own script for your kids to, to witness. Mm-hmm. And well done recognizing that as a husband, there's still things I need to work on. That's where I am 24 years into this thing, dude. So <laughs> <laughs> keep in the game because it's worth it. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks Dave, so much for your time. Yeah, Dave. thank you very much. And Shannon, um, thank you. You're gonna go get in your pool right now while I go bundle up and run in the snow. Is that what you're about to say? No, I'm not gonna do that. I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> I know, but you would. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. So. If you've got something that, that Dave's story resonated with you, let us know. Feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Yep. We love you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>